0: From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. And now here's your host, Michael Fries.
1: Welcome to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. There is no shortage of conversation about the shortage of labor that has burdened the trucking industry for some time now. As many companies use this method, such as pay raises, to attract drivers, they also have looked into other internal processes to make sure that new employees feel secure and welcomed in their new jobs. And that all starts with the company's onboarding process. As with everything new, those first couple of days to start a new job are the most essential. So for this episode, we'll ask how can trucking companies use the onboarding process to keep drivers in the fold? To answer that question, we'll speak with a trucking industry veteran who brought a laser sharp focus to refining his company's onboarding process. To share his philosophy about the onboarding process and the impact on his new employees, we welcome Anthony Pellegrino, President and Chief Operations Officer of Ag Energy Transport. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Thanks, Mike. I really appreciate you having me on here. Well, I'm glad to have you on. I'm glad that we had a, I guess, a, a virtual chance meeting <laughs> um, when you, you had called and just kind of uh, talked about onboarding. In the whole process. And, and that's what we were thinking in our planning sessions. And it was sort of a divine intervention. So I do appreciate you having uh, the time to, to join us. And that's why I want to get into with you. Um, just the onboarding process. We have the, the driver shortage that is plaguing the industry in so many ways. And it doesn't matter if you're a small fleet or you're a big fleet. You, fleets are having a challenging time when it comes to to bringing on employees and from from that point you know really trying to keep them in the fold as well and and that foundation is laid into the onboarding um, process when you get them when you get those drivers in and and you have that hiring process and they are hired and you kind of have to have that particular period of time to to get them into the fold and and for them to you know to decide if they really want to be into uh, your company, or in, in the the industry as a whole, so I just kind of want to walk into that that onboarding process that you deal with at AG Energy, and uh, and just sort of uh, flush out those those particular details
2: that you have in those those processes. Uh, what what particular points are you trying to hit? So this is kind of one of my uh, pet peeves. Like I, I I think this is the most important part of any business is attracting employees talking them through the process and getting them on board, getting them into your truck and get the trucks moving to obviously uh, put revenue into the company. Literally, it starts from the ad you put together. Um, If you go out and look at a lot of the ads out there, it's, it's embarrassing. You know, a lot of misspellings, uh, very vague, not, not enough, you know, not enough detail because you know what Um, with the trucker shortage today, there are hundreds and, hundreds of jobs, uh, maybe thousands of trucking jobs that these guys can go to. And you really have to, to catch their eye, you really have to have something. And I'm not saying it, it, it has to be kind of attractive. Like I put my ad together, I spell out, I'm very detailed in what we're offering. I put a picture of truck in the ad and I, I put my personal cell phone and I, I put the company's website on there if they can go check us out. And once I received a call, I mean, that initially tracks them in. They, okay, they want to call and ask for questions. But you need to make sure that what you're advertising is exactly what you're going to give them. Nothing puts a bad taste in a potential employee's mouth if you advertise one thing and it turns out to be something else. It's a waste of their time. That's a good point that you made there. That, that job
1: posting is a, an advertisement for, for that worker that you seek to have into your company. So from that point, you want to put your best foot forward. You want to be honest. You want to be forthcoming when you're attracting these particular drivers to say that, you know, you're going to get paid this much. This is the type of company culture that, that you have. So that's pretty much what you're saying. Just kind of, um, you know, from that point, when you do hire these people, you know, they're going to get what they see.
2: Yep. Exactly. So I put out there kind of like what our retention bonuses, what our safety bonuses, some of the the perks we offer, you know, like uniforms and serious satellite radio in the trucks. Um, and then you know I put in there what uh, what kind of truck it is and and what type of trailer it is and any any like um, one of the things we have is that we have a senior drivers committee. I've always had these in the businesses I managed because if it's always my idea, it's never a good idea, like I when before we put a bit uh, 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 an order in for new equipment, I sit down with five of the drivers and we go through, and you know sometimes you know there's stuff that I have to say. Yeah, we can't afford to do that, but I'll be honest with you. In the last um, in the last three years, I probably we probably instituted three or four different changes per year to the made the equipment better. And it, and it helps attract new employees coming in, like more storage and refrigerators and, and uh, microwaves and that kind of stuff. Upgraded driver's seats, memory foam mattresses in the bunks, you know, you would be surprised.
1: Just before we go any further, I, I just want to let the audience know uh, about ag energy transport. Can you just give a brief description to our audience about uh, your slice of the pie that you that you are involved in in the trucking industry?
2: So we are a four-hire carrier that specializes in hauling oils and fats. Okay, so uh, it's typically used cooking oil, poultry fat, uh, glycerins, ve- uh, off-spec veg oils, uh, soybean oils. So typically, back in the day, most of this product went to feed feed bills to feed the pigs and the chickens to fatten them up, you know, and get them to slaughter. Today, our our main um, our main uh, receiver, because you know, I shouldn't say we're it's a customer of ours. the uh, The customer hires us to pick up from whoever they buy from and deliver to their customer. And majority of this the, these products are going into renewable energy or biodiesel. OK, main um, a lot of it's going to renewable energy. Um, there's a bunch of plants coming on. Like there's a there's a there's a handful of renewable energy plants in the United States. But this year, I think there's eight to 10 more. that are coming online this year. It's going to d- double actually probably quadruple the capacity that they're putting out. And uh, renewable versus biodiesel is basically renewable is. um And I'm a novice at this, so if there's any scientists out there, don't call in and yell at me. But it's my understanding is renewable is they break down the molecules in the product we bring in to create the fuel, whereas uh, biodiesel takes the oils that come in, they heat it up, filter it, separate the different components in it. And then blend it with uh, with
1: diesel fuel. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to digress there, but I j- I just wanted to let everyone know uh, what uh, the space y- you're in, and and just kind of give a brief description, so we kind of we can kind of all follow along. Um, you 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 were just talking about you know, the, the, the challenges in the process and just sort of the, the, the details that are involved with your onboarding process. And we'll get into that, 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 the, those details, you know, a little bit later in our conversation, you know, we were just kind of talking about the data you receive and, and the feedback. You had mentioned the council uh, that you're a part of that, that sort of tweaks the, um, the, the inner workings of, of the process. Am, am I right
2: about that? Yes. Yeah, so, so it's important, like, honestly, if you're going to be a successful trucking company today, you really truly have to have buy in from all employees, from the from the guy that fixes your trucks or even cleans your trucks all the way up to, you know, uh, executive management all along the lane. So I try to I have certain drivers that have taken the lead on when we have new drivers coming out of orientation, they take them under their wing and are kind of like the big brother. Uh, I make sure I include my dispatchers and my ops managers. That are part—they're part of the orientation and onboarding process, so everybody has buy-in. There's nobody's unreachable. The owners of our um, company—they reach out to every employee in their business units just to see how they're doing at least once a month. It's—it's—I know it's some—you know—if I I got fifteen thousand employees, which I don't, it's kind of impossible. But majority, there's not there's a there's only a handful of giant trucking companies out there. The, the the space right now is made up of guys, hundred trucks or less, and um, everybody has the same issue: uh, lack of drivers. It's hard to get uh, get trucks. It's hard to get parts to fix trucks, and um, that's just from the pandemic and some of the uh, shortcomings of the supply chain. Eventually, we're going to come out of this. You know, if I had a crystal ball, I'd be a a, a billionaire, but um, we're eventually going to come out of this. And, but in the meantime, you got to, you know what, you got to educate your employees on what it costs to bring a person in, what it costs for an open, an empty truck to be out there, what it costs you every week for an empty truck. You got to, you know, educate the managers. Like I educate, a lot of times I educate my managers on, they have to be, they don't have to be the driver's friend, but they need to know what's going on in their lives so then you know they, when they're if they're having a bad time or they call up with an I don't want to say an attitude but you could tell there's something wrong with the guy, they know you know this guy has three kids or the one kid's sick or the wife's sick or the mother-in-law's driving him crazy but um, yeah so I mean it's important that you, you drill down and you include everybody and you get the drivers drivers, your employees involved in a lot of the actions that you're doing.
0: Penske never stops moving forward. Monitoring every mile driven, every wrench turned, and every shipment delivered, Penske gains unique insight on managing the most challenging transportation demands. That includes identifying and fixing hidden stress points in supply chains and commercial fleets before they become a problem. Visit gopensky.com to see how Penske's practical innovation and customized solutions can help you not just adapt, but gain ground at every turn.
1: You were gracious enough to, to, to give us, a um, an example of the, uh, orientation process that you apply to every new employee. And, yep. you know, I see that, you know, it's, it's an event, you know, a three-day, three-day event, you know, you kind of have that first day where you, you're kind of, you know, these are where the restrooms are at and, and, and lunch and, and, and HR paperwork and drug tests and things like that. But the, the, the second and yep, the safety videos and
2: policies, yes, um,
1: those those second and the third days, I see that you know you have the the, the hands on training, and it's very uh, very much themed in uh, equipment in equipment safety. I mean, was that something intentional when you uh, you made this orientation package? I mean, your group made the into orientation package, but I mean, was that was that intentional just to kind of have that in the forefront of, of that particular hands on training?
2: Yeah, give you a, a, a quick snapshot of who I am that I didn't mention. I started. I drove for the first eight years of my life, and I started driving. It, I got my CDL in nineteen ninety. And listen, I've worked for a lot of bad trucking companies, like you know, they held together with bubble gum and band aids. The orientation was: you got your license, you you could breathe. There's your truck, go and figure it out. It's honestly our orientation, most of our orientation process, I set the, I set the outline for it and others contributed to it. But the main part was I didn't want new employees to try to figure out good or bad or right or wrong, how to do something. And I've in the past, I've, I worked for a hedge fund that we bought distressed trucking companies. And the biggest problem I would see is the, the managers were just trying, they, they weren't thinking strategically. They were thinking just to get through the next hour. And when they would they would bring eight to 10 guys in for orientation, um, they would put, put them in the worst hotel in the county, and then they would bring them into their conference room. And they'd sit literally two, three, four hours without anybody talking to them. So when we put this together... And then they would just throw them out to the trucks and the guys didn't know, you know, sometimes the trucks didn't start, they they, they were dirty, somebody left trash in them, or they didn't know how to, you know, know, there's a lot of different, every truck has different components, or it's how you specced it out. Like, you know, uh, uh, battery shutoff switches, or where the PTO switches on the dash, or, you know, how do you set, um, you know, how do you set the Jeep, like some of my trucks now have the command center, that Volvo offers, that has the commercial GPS right in the dash for them. But that's a process that you're teaching them. So the, the reason why the, the second and third day that we spend so much time, it's one, to get them familiar with the equipment, and two, to make sure they follow the same process that we, that we teach all of our guys to pro, uh, follow. It's been very successful uh, to this com- our company because in five years, we literally have had one workman's comp injury where the guy twisted his uh, ankle and basically, it was an eight hundred dollar charge. And then we had one, uh, we had uh one one fender bender, which you know under under a couple grand. And with that, honestly, that one thing other than fuel and labor, the next most expensive piece that 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 it costs you in trucking is your insurance. And literally, over the you know, and typically when you start a new trucking company it isn't like the old days where you can get a large insurance company to pick you up and with a decent rate. um, Basically these guys only, they they can only go to like progressive and progressive wants $30,000 a truck of your brand new trucking company. Who could afford that?
1: No, no, I just, I can imagine, you know, we, we had just um, previous episodes. We had just covered insurance premiums and just kind of the burden that, that it has on, on fleets and especially smaller fleets. I mean, you're, I mean, your 21 trucks, you know,
2: 20 trucks in your fleet. Full- We're 21 trucks, we'll probably grow. I don't really want to get bigger than 25.
1: Okay, okay, but 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 having that that, that amount of, of trucks and then definitely dealing with insurance that definitely puts the squeeze on, doesn't it? Puts the
2: squeeze on in early years. We've honestly we've actually, um, oh, because of our loss runs and we've won uh back to back safety awards from the NTTC. Um, and we do a lot of different things. Like, you know, uh, I, we participate in, uh, different, uh, networking groups, all, all my managers, they bring back good ideas. We get to meet other, uh, insurance brokers and, you know, other commercial insurers. Um, we've been able to cut our insurance probably by 60% over the last five years premiums by doing the right thing and, and being able to uh, show it and, and prove it. You know, one thing,
1: Anthony, in our conversation, the one word that you've been saying, and it's really kind of hidden on the theme of our conversation is investment, and that, that uh, investment in the into the, into the human that, that is coming into your establishment. And, you know, we, we, we had this conversation before we started our recorded conversation, but um, with that, that message, you're you saying, you know, you, you want to get the managers involved, you want to get the employees that are there already to get involved in that particular training of that new employee. Is that the particular message that, that you stress to new employees that, that, that come in? And is there a difference between the the new drivers and the experienced drivers?
2: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the experienced drivers, um, they know all the, the quirks at certain spots and the quirks of the roads and the new drivers, they come in bright eyed, bushy tail, a lot of the CDL schools, um, sugarcoat a lot of it. Um, some of them have already been through two or three different trucking companies to try to take advantage of them. So they have a bad taste in their mouth. It's important to show that, you know, respect to them. Um, I, I preach a lot about internal and external customer service. Um, I, you know, like everybody that works for me knows that I don't want to, I don't want anyone, a, a manager talking down to a driver or a driver talking down to a manager that just doesn't happen here. Um, cause we're, you know, we're all professionals and we need to respect each other. It's hard enough on the road as it is. Uh, we don't want to have the, any kind of internal conflict uh, going on here. Um, when the new drivers come in, you know, let's face it. Some, some of them really haven't been around. They don't know, they don't know the ropes. So it's important that one, you look professional one, you uh, two, you look organized three, you treat them well. Like, like I said, I mean, I've seen a lot of trucking companies, and even when I was going through orientation, they would put you in, you know, a rundown hotel that you, you know, you know, just wasn't very nice. Uh, you had to fend for your own meals. Um, and, and I honestly, there was a couple uh, places uh, back in the '90s that they would charge you the room and board for the uh, orientation. So um, it's one of the like I, I, I literally I come in, I personally run the first day's, um, orientation. And I know, I, I know that some people may scratch their head and said, you know, you're, you're chief operating officer and president. Well, if I don't, if I, if, if I'm not willing to do that, why would these guys be willing to go the extra, extra mile for me?
0: Penske never stops moving forward, monitoring every mile driven, every wrench turned and every shipment delivered. Penske gains unique insight on managing the most challenging transportation demands. That includes identifying and fixing hidden stress points in supply chains and commercial fleets before they become a problem. Visit gopensky.com to see how Penske's practical innovation and customized solutions can help you not just adapt, but gain ground at every turn.
1: I just kind of wanted to follow up from what you said in the beginning, um, when you were talking about the the CDL schools and just kind of that, those particular challenges, is there anything in your opinion that they could do to, to make that transition to, for those new drivers that they teach to, to have a, a, um,
2: a smooth orientation when it comes to entering truck companies for a first time? A lot of these, well, yeah. So, um, it comes down to one. One of the problems is a trucking company my size cannot take a driver with no experience on uh, right out of school. My insurance company dictates that I, they have at least two years worth of verifiable insurance. Uh, typically, the trucking companies, like you know, you get up close to hundred trucks, you can dictate a little bit back to the insurance company or push back with them, and they'll let you take guys out, but but you have to have a. You have to have a, 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 a new driver program in place where he has to ride with guys and then has to demonstrate his skills every every couple of weeks. That kind of stuff. Um, the thing that I don't like about trucking uh, trucking schools they, they teach them they teach them good they teach them what they need to know how to drive the truck how to back up what the different uh, components are how to you know the, you know what to look out for um, you know how to avoid rollover that kind of stuff. They te- that's they teach that perfectly. The problem is, the problem is, they, they they don't educate. There isn't an education that they don't educate them to say, hey, you're a new guy. You're starting from the bottom of the rung, and you're probably not going to get us paid as much as a guy that has two years, which is horrible. Uh, and then, you know, basically, they don't, I, I think they need to teach them to look out. Like a lot of times um, in my interviewing process, I, I kind of teach, like, These guys will make will mention that this this trucking company is offering X and uh, I'm off uh, every weekend and and so on and so forth. I've been around the block. Right. I've served on boards. I've uh, you know, I you know, I served on the art committee, arts committee uh, for the uh, FMCSA. Um, I know a lot of, tra- I network, I know a lot of trucking companies. I know the bad trucking companies and the good trucking. Company. Um, what they, what they don't, uh, you know, what they don't, what they need to show them is they need to teach them how to, what questions to ask the trucking company. Like when you say you're off on Saturday, you're off the weekends, are you, off, is it 34 hour restart off? You, you know, you have 34 hours or is it literally Saturday and Sunday off? Cause most of the time they say, uh, weekends off, it's 34 hours. Or they 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 say they tell them that um they can make up to uh, we'll just make up a number fifty cents per mile but when they get to orientation they kind of have them you know they kind of have them, so they basically say oh yeah you don't hit that fifty cents per mile for at least six months and we're starting you at thirty eight cents so you know it's it's there's a lot of you know what there's a lot of unethical uh, small trucking companies out there sort of that
1: no 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 that just kind of gets back to what you were saying in the beginning where y- you want to have that honest approach to to new employees no matter if yeah. they're 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 you know uh, you know wet behind the ears or or you know v- you know very experienced
2: I will tell you let me just tell you i I don't sugarcoat anything i, I and you know, I have somebody on if I'm interviewing somebody and they don't believe that I'm that what I'm offering is for real I have a list of employees that I give them my list of employees phone numbers you can call any one of my drivers and ask them any question you want uh, half of my drivers right now have been with me in three companies um, and almost up to 12 years of w- working with me. They follow like when I change businesses or I buy a business or sell a business, they follow me to my next business or they come on board as soon as I get established. So I must be doing something right. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, you know, it, it seems
1: that with with the the onboarding process and, and the way you have crafted it. I mean, just uh it's 60 pages that uh, I'm, you know, the PDF that that you have um that that you go through um just kind of uh as you said, you you really you get really into the details from, you know, like I said in the beginning where you're showing where the bathrooms at and 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 you know doing all the HR stuff to, you know, this is how you load the trailer, this is how you unload the trailer. And just kind of uh, all the all the nuances that that are involved with that, you know, so I I really get the sense that, you know, you really, you know, number one, you put your time in this for sure. And and it's really about that, that investment into the, the human, you know, Anthony, one last question before I get you out of here, I kind of want to take the, the 10,000 foot view of things. And we, we kind of went, you know, in and out of it, you know, during this conversation, but just kind of with this current environment with, uh, you know, driver demand still being high, what you were mentioning before, uh, do you think that the that fleets that, that really, uh, you hire that, that driver and, and really nurturing them, um, and, and into becoming an an experienced driver. And you had said that you, you have the guys in your fleet have been around for a while. I mean, is that something that, that fleets in general should do more of to, to kind of have that experience stable of drivers to, to really keep those,
2: uh, retention rates high and those turnover rates low? I think, I think it's in their best interest. I think, I don't think they go out of their way to mistreat the employee, or nobody nobody wants, you know, 100% turnover, right? So it's I think a lot of times the smaller trucking companies they're they're getting squeezed on expenses. Like, you know, like insurance like for for example. And when when fuel started jumping up when it got over 4 bucks, a lot of times your your uh, fuel surcharge does it it takes at least 3 weeks for it to catch up for what you're putting out of pocket, right? So when that happens, it's human nature that you start cutting things. And a lot of times you, you cut you, you cut the wrong things. It, most of the smaller trucking companies, they, they don't realize that you know what, they may have spent we'll just say two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a tractor and a trailer, but they, they don't realize that the, the person that's driving that for you is is a, is also another asset. That person's worth a hundred thousand dollars to you. Like they don't they instead of and then you know, would I put the wrong oil in my truck, or would I not? You know, do the services when they're supposed to? No, I'm going to spend money on that. But they don't realize the person that operates it. They're they're just they need to be nurtured. They need to be taken care of. Also, they need to make sure uh, instead of cutting corners, they they can't cut corners on them. And I think that a lot of times, a lot of times in our profession, um, we forget who the driver is. And, he, and we forget that without him the truck isn't going point a to point b and 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 Joey's not getting that bike and and, and gasoline's not getting dropped at the uh at the fueling stations and you know the the you see what, you know, the port coming out of the port you know the, you're not getting you're not resupplying the amazon warehouses so uh I think a lot of times uh, some smaller trucking companies are short-sighted on uh, the dry on the driver, they, they cut, try to cut corners on driver pay and benefits and so on and so forth. And that's just cut your nose off despite your, uh, your face.
1: Cause without them, you ain't making any revenue in that truck. <laughs> that is a very good point that you made there. You know, uh, that's very, very poignant. I'm um, just kind of, uh, in just investing in, in the, um, the, the human aspect of it. We've been speaking with Anthony Pellegrino, president and chief operations officer at ag energy transport. And Anthony, it was a pleasure having you on. And, and thank you for taking us into a deep dive into your orientation process. Really appreciate it.
2: Uh, you know what? I really appreciate you having me on. This is, this is one of the, the things that you know I uh, get all charged up for. And I believe it's very important. And if any of your listeners need any help with anything or have any questions, they could reach out to me anytime.
1: Did you know you can
2: ask Alexa to open Transport Topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with Transport Topics.
1: Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. How can trucking companies use the onboarding process to keep drivers in the fold? First, we'd like to thank Anthony Pellegrino for his candid discussion about his onboarding process. It's a pleasure and great value to learn how a logistics company like his approaches the process of welcoming new employees. As mentioned in our conversation, words like investment and people were commonly used and not by chance. Pellegrino's argument about combating the driver shortage is a simple and organic concept of proactiveness, honesty, and communication. As he stated, companies should invest in their new employees, but also nurture those relationships to build experienced, productive, and more prosperous drivers. And providing that foundation through a carefully thorough onboarding process program is a great start. If you enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with the Road Science team or reach me on Twitter at Michael V. Freeze. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of Road Signs. Until then... I'm Michael Fries. Thank you for listening.